Hey everyone, it's episode 63 of the Practicology Podcast. In episode 61, I played the first part of a conversation I had with Seth Griffin about art. You can check that out if you haven't already. In this episode, we pick up right where we left off. If the previous one was all about art and the doctrine of creation, this episode is very much about art and the cross, the doctrine of redemption. Again, due to the poor recording software and equipment I used, you may need to turn up the volume a little bit. My apologies for that. But here we go. So we have talked about creation a fair bit, about mm-hmm. us in the image of God and so on. I want mm-hmm. to go and move to the cross now, Seth. Yeah. Um, we cannot domesticate the cross. It is the most hideous thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And yet, is there beauty at the cross? There is beauty at the cross in many different ways. So mm-hmm. one way that I find is extremely beautiful about the cross is it's it's the, the apex the culmination of the greatest story ever to be told in the in the history of the universe it's the point where where man it sinful man becomes justified before a holy god by the ultimate sacrifice of god himself which is awesome like it, it blows people's minds to this day. Scholars have been discussing it for centuries and still haven't fathomed the depths of what this means to us. To me, that's, that's beautiful that, that, that someone would give his life for me and that would act in, that could come down and live in the sinful world that I live in and act in an absolutely perfect way who could please the creator who made this beautiful world that we have could please him to the to where he gets risen, raised from the dead. So that, to me, that's beautiful. Another way I would like to point out is that Christianity, throughout Christianity, there have been many works of art, painting, I mean, specifically paintings, depicting the cross. We see pictures of the cross. We hear songs sung about the cross, uh, poetry about the cross. And one of the things that's beautiful about it is the cross has actually now become a symbol for the atoning death of Jesus Christ. It's, you know, become a symbol of both ultimate sorrow, but in the end, great gladness. So it's become a symbol in that way. And so when you see a cross, it it, it immediately has connotations with it. Now, art, like I said earlier, art manifests truth that isn't quite articulated yet necessarily but there's there's a hierarchy in art so sometimes you look at a piece of art and you immediately get what it is what what it's trying what it's trying to say but other pieces of art you look at it and you're kind of like what and you kind of leave it for a while and you come back and you're still kind of scratching your head leave it for a little while come back and it you know you can see it starting to make sense not in a literal way but in more of like like you're, you're just your inside is kind of getting a grip on it you know and you come back again and you're like wow you know you're starting to see the beauty in whatever this is and so that piece of art is is working on a level not, not that's not a speech level that you can't necessarily talk about but it's showing you a beauty it's, it's still showing you a beauty that you can understand so that's that's also another way mm-hmm. that that it works yeah, you mentioned the amount of art that has been inspired by Christ's sacrificial death for us, right? And it's true, like, 
the Western world has been shaped by the mm. cross in part yeah. because of these great works of art and, and music mm -hmm. that have been composed and, and stories even that have written. How many of the great classic stories, I'm, I'm thinking of A Tale yeah. of Two Cities right now by Charles yes. Dickens, and, and really they're, they're telling, they're following the plot line yeah. of what you yeah. called the whole story of the Bible, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Culminating in love that goes so deep that someone is willing to give their life for another and uh, I, I, when I think of the beauty of the cross, my mind goes to 2 Corinthians 4, um, where Paul speaks a lot about glory, the glory of God. And uh, the word glory is a tough one to define. Um, I don't know if you ever heard preachers try. It's not an easy word to define. Mm -hmm. Often it's, it's expressed as something like um, the manifestation of God's holiness or the, mm -hmm. the effulgence, the expression of his godness. But uh, the, the simplest word that I can use to define glory is the word beauty. And so, mm -hmm. and so it says in, in 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 6, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory or the beauty of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And I believe what Paul is speaking of there is, is how God's glory, his beauty was revealed in the face of Jesus Christ on the cross. And we look at the cross by faith and we see our savior uh, with thorns pressed into his brow, with tears perhaps coming down his face, mm -hmm. with man's spittle running down his face and, and marred and, and abused, brutalized, almost beyond human recognition but as we look into this face and see this is how much he loved me the son of god would do this would, would stoop so low would become a curse for me so that i could be saved so that i could be blessed and brought in and there is an undeniable beauty a glory of god in looking at jesus christ dying in our place well seth we've covered a fair bit of different things here you have argued that there is a place for art in the Christian life. We've mm -hmm. tried to trace that to creation a little bit, even to redemption. Um, mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question? I know, you, I know what the answer is going to be, but does, does that mean that any art goes? Do, do you have any cautions for us as we near the end of our conversation? Yes, I do have some cautions. Um, it is tricky though to talk about because I believe that since we can use art to present our, our worldview or, or the worldview that includes God in his rightful place, that's also possible for people who do not worship God, who are enemies of God. So when you look at a piece of art, you need to use discernment. There's, there's no scientific method that you can necessarily do for this. But what you have to try to figure out and decide is this piece of art what, what, what do you think is trying to be communicated through this? Because art has power, just like God can use a work of art. Work, you know, the devil is definitely very active in the art world and in the entertainment industry. And so I would, I would ask for anyone who is doing any sort of research in the art world or is um, making any sort of forage into art to, one, ask pray for protection Two, pray for wisdom and three make sure you're spending lots of time in the bible and in mm -hmm. god's word and communicating with god 
it, the Bible says in Psalm 119, I believe, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I, I have experienced that as to be completely true. Myself, in my Christian walk, I've experienced that as true. Because if you are not doing, if you are not spending time in prayer and in communication with God, what's going to happen is this art that opposes Christianity and opposes God, that raises its fists in God's face, it is going to change your, it will change your worldview. It will. It'll change what you believe. It'll change what you trust in as truth. And so spending time in God's word, it regenerates you. I don't want to discourage people from listening to secular artists necessarily. I have, I have experienced art by secular artists that I believe is true and honest because these are, these artists are trying to be honest as well, because like the, the way an artist works is if he's not trying to be honest with himself, he kind of, because art is ex an expression of your, of yourself, of, of your, your inner, your inner being. And th the world is full of artists just who are just expressing, you know, the questions that they have and the problems that they're facing. And so I don't want to necessarily discourage people from listening to secular artists. I believe in all art, whether it's made by someone who says they're a Christian or whether it's made by someone who isn't a Christian. I still believe that you need to use discernment in, in that um, and be very, very, very careful. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're walking a fine line here, aren't we? Uh, or at least we're trying to we Seth where we really do want to emphasize that art is one of God's good gifts and we, mm -hmm. we get to enjoy it and, and we should, but, mm -hmm. but because it's such a wonderful thing and such a powerful thing, that also means that mm -hmm. in, in the hands of evil, it can be an extremely dangerous thing. And uh, you mentioned the need to saturate ourselves in scripture. And one mm -hmm. of the verses that uh, comes to my mind, you mentioned Psalm 119 and of course, Paul in Philippians four, verse eight, he says, finally, brothers, whatever, whatever. I mean, I can't, I have to emphasize, like Paul is very inclusive here. He's very mm -hmm. embracive. He's saying whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is mm -hmm. just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. Mm -hmm. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm -hmm. And you're right, Seth, some of what goes under the name of Christian art probably doesn't fit those requirements yeah. because it, it maybe lacks an excellence. It's, it's cheap. Um, yeah. It's just trying to maybe earn money or get attention mm -hmm. or, or whatever. It's, it's lacking in some of those ways, right? Whereas someone who doesn't even know the Lord could produce something and, mm -hmm. and there would be merit in, in a Christian um, mm -hmm. engaging with it and, and, and learning from it. Because I believe it is wrong to, to just ignore people to ignore outsiders those who are not saved i believe it is wrong to ignore those the questions that those people are asking and 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 the the deep utterings that come through in their art i, be, I believe it's wrong to just ignore that because once you starting I, I mean and i know yes it is a fine line but there's a lot of there's a lot of hurt out, out in the world today and i believe that can help us understand a bit more about the people that we are ministering to. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I was just going to say part of loving our neighbor as ourself is is truly listening to yes. them, right? And yeah. finding out what their questions are, what their worries are, mm-hmm. all with a view to to loving them and uh, yes. presenting Christ to them. Yes. One final thing I would like to say to to those who are to those who are artists, and but not just to those who are artists, to, to kind of the Christian community in general. And that would be that there is really a, a war going on outside, you know, out in the world today where, you know, secular worldviews are getting more and more powerful every day. More and more people are leaving religion. Um, well, not, not this, I, I don't want to say leaving religion, but just the dark powers in the world are becoming more and more powerful and more and more outspoken and more and more open. And, and I think that there's really a need for Christian artists to express the deep things of Christianity to the outside world through art. I, I really think there's a need for that because, because right now people in the world are just getting bombarded by, you know, whether it's pop culture, um, whether it's, you know, just, just atheistic viewpoints, or maybe it's even, you know, maybe it's, things that are actually demonic people are just being bombarded by that all the time and we see them coming more and more and more to the front of culture and artists have a certain leeway over culture and 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 the world views of of the masses and so i i would just um say that if you're an artist don't discount your gift and don't discount the the uses that God can have for it, th- whether it's throughout the Christian economy or whether it, or even over or throughout the whole entire world. But just just be honest, be true, be careful. Yeah. As as far as people who are not artists, like I said before, use discernment in the art world when when uh, viewing and experiencing art. Use discernment and try and support artists like in, in that. In, in general, you know, kind of encourage them. And it can be very difficult to make truly God, God honoring art. There we have it, Seth. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, a call to enjoy art, a call to yes. make art. I remember being down in the States and talking to a young man who was an agnostic and had turned his back on Christianity but we got talking about music. This, this young man loves music. He plays in a band. I think it was sort of a thrash band, which I'm not sure if I would be part of my definition of art, but anyways, it is to many people. And I mentioned an artist who I really appreciate Josh Gerrels and uh, Josh is a Christian. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned him. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, and this, this young man had a lot of respect for that musician, that Christian musician. Really? the skill of the man, the, the integrity, the, the honesty of his work, as you would, I think, put it, Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, and so, yeah, uh, there's Josh reaching, in some sense, he's reaching that mm-hmm. young man and, and making him more predisposed. Uh, this young man did come yes. and hear me communicate the gospel, in part because perhaps of the bond we built um, through, through Josh Girl's art. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Seth, for taking time to have this conversation with me. And uh, 
I pray that you will grow in uh, discernment as you, as you enjoy art and as you think about these things, I pray that you will grow in discernment and understanding and, and, um, and enjoyment in, in art. And I thank you for uh, what you have shared with us here. And um, I hope this will be a blessing to many. I, as I, as mm -hmm. I thought about interviewing you, you, Seth, I, I thought, you know, there's so I, I picture some of our listeners, right? There's the, the teenage girl and she's mm -hmm. practicing her violin in her bedroom. <laughs> um, there's, there's others who like to write some poetry. There's uh, even some of us guys who maybe aren't as <laughs> fitting of the art artist stereotype. And yet maybe we yeah. love, you know, the Lord of the Rings or some great epic novel mm -hmm. or something. And, um, and what, what, I want is for our listeners to discover that their enjoyment of art has something to do, has yes. very much to do with the Lordship of Christ. The, the Lordship of Christ covers over even our interaction mm -hmm. and enjoyment of art. So you have helped us get there, Seth, and I appreciate it. And all of you who are listening, the Lord bless you richly. Amen. Amen.